Say neighbor. Today is the day you make that decision. Hallelujah. Praise God. May you please be seated in heavenly places. Glory be to God. Today, I have come to make an announcement that there are only two ways, only two ways. There is not three, but two. God's way or the wrong way. You either choose life or you choose death. You choose blessing or you choose curse. You make up your mind you would go God's way or you would go the wrong way. Many people are moving in and out between the wrong way and the right way. Today the right way, tomorrow the wrong way. God says, God calls that being in the middle ground. Middle ground is described clearly in Roman Revelation 3 as being lukewarm. And God says for taking the middle ground, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you are either the wrong way, then I know you are wrong. You know mine. Or you are right and you are mine. That we are either children of God Confident, bold, and we sing about it. All because we go the wrong way, we lack the confidence to sing that I am a child of God. Today is the day you make that decision. I came to make an announcement or to present a message to you. That God wants you to make that decision today. That either you are for him or you are on the wrong track. Either you go God's way or you go the wrong way. Today you make that decision. You see, many are often fascinated, you know, <laughs> they are often uh, uh, impressed by the financial companies that they work for. All the big, big companies they work for. When they have the opportunity to make an application for a job, they pray, they become good people, they become kind, they become nice. They are in services all the time, you know, kneeling down, praying, even if they need rolling on the floor, which they probably need, need not to, they will do anything just to, just to, God, to God to show some mercy. 
So they will learn that job. And when they get that job, they come home and they tell their family, do you know what? My company is worth a hundred million, a hundred billion dollars or pounds. That means this company will never go bust. And you pride yourself in that company. And from that day, you become, you know, big shot. And you talk and you act and you behave like the whole world belongs to you. And before this job, some people will also pray sweat. They will pray than ever before. All because of what? To get a job. And they do not see the kingdom of God as important. Such people often see the kingdom of God as nothing because they don't see the value of the kingdom of God. They tend to think that the earthly kingdom is worth everything. They tend to think that the kingdom of God is powerful, is great, is awesome, is mighty. And have no you know, desire to even excel or to, or to do well in God's kingdom. But you see, those who are Christians, those who have Christ living on the inside of them, hallelujah, Amen. those who are filled with the Spirit of God, these people are overjoyed about the kingdom of God. They are motivated by it. Hallelujah. These people see the vision of the glory of God. It's right in their hearts. You see, and they can say with the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 2, the 6th and the 10th verse, the hey, I have not seen, is have not heard what God has in store for them. For if the princes of this world have known who the Lord Christ is, they would not have crucified him. But we have seen because God has revealed them unto us in our spirit by the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of us. You see, these people think differently. Matthew 633. I'm continuing my message. You see, they see the kingdom of God in a different light. They see the glory of the kingdom. And until God reveals to you by the Holy Spirit, you will not see. And unfortunately, because many people don't see. And instead of asking God to and, and, and letting their eyes open their eyes to see, they rather value earthly companies and treat earthly companies as the thing to be. I work for 
I work for. I work for this company. I work for that. I'm not mentioning them because none of them are worth mentioning. I work for that. And I work for that. And I work for this. And I work for that. For that. And we boast in those things. But just one financial crisis and those companies are down. And I'm sure everyone here will understand that the many companies that have been in this land some 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, you will hear the closing down. You hear no more. No more. But the kingdom of God is forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Glory be to God. You see, the people who are filled with the spirit of God and are Christians and, and are sick and know or, or have insight about the kingdom of God they wake up early in the morning not to seek money but to promote the kingdom of God. They are not up because of money. Money to them is only a medium of exchange. And that is exactly what it is. A medium of exchange. Because some years ago there used to be no money in the system. It was, I have corn to give you. But I need my land clear of wheat. Can you read my lawn or my land and I'll give you corn? It was called butter trade. You see, so it's got nothing to do with cash. So, so cash is just a medium of exchange. And because of that, and what do we do? We exchange, we exchange ethnic things for ethnic things. But in the kingdom of God, there's another currency. It's called faith. Hallelujah. You may have pounds in your account, but I ask you, do you have faith in your account? To draw from God. Are you a man of faith? Would you say you're a man of faith? Would you say you're a woman of faith? If you are, shout, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. These people do not see their jobs as their source of life. They see their jobs as one of the avenues. God uses to come their way. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. They understand that the business of the church is forever and ever and ever. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. These people understand that the best company to invest in is the, kingdom, is the church business. Glory be to God. You see, see, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
And all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking God's kingdom means you live to obey God's word. Seeking God's kingdom means you pray for yourself, other Christians, and unbelievers. Glory be to God. Seeking God's kingdom first means you are interested in other people coming into the kingdom. We call it getting them saved. Hallelujah. Seeking God's kingdom means attending the house of God become a priority in your life. And not when it is convenient. God have mercy. Seeking God's kingdom means you seek to ensure that people are healed. Hello? They walk in righteousness. They are not filled with diseases. You seek to move people from poverty. From shame. From misery. From despair. Into hope. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Seeking God's kingdom means you see someone bound by some addictions and you know it and you make them your project to get them into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Seeking God's kingdom entails all this. Seeking God's kingdom is not simply Hearing Sunday after Sunday. It is not appearing in service on a Sunday. And then when service is over, it is business as usual. Talk about the cat that ate your dog. Talk about the pie that ate your mouse. Talk about the chicken that ran into your bedroom. Talk about all those things. No! Seeking the kingdom is coming to the house of God, being empowered and going out there and making sure that the power of God in you is changing other people's lives, making an impact in people's lives. If you believe us, say amen. I refuse to speak to a Roman Catholic con- congregation. Amen. Excuse my terminology and the words, but that's the only way I could say it. They do things a bit more. Mm. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let me put it, let, let me let me point this out as we are as we are talking about seeking God's kingdom. You see, when the Bible says, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God." He's not saying or teaching us how to become Christians. No. Rather, it is showing us how the Christian must live. Glory be to God. You see, Christians are people who are members of the kingdom of God. 
not trying to come in. We're already in. Glory be to God. And you see, as members, there is a kind of responsibility upon us. And what is it? To trust God. To trust God. Someone say to trust God. To trust God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not speaking to a, um, to, to a silent and a symmetrical congregation. I'm speaking to people who are alive in the spirit. Am I? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We are expected to, to, to have a relationship of trust with God. And this relationship must be an intense relationship. Not a lame relationship. You see, to be a Christian is not just to have, well, well um, you know, someone described it this way. That there are some people you meet on a train. Someone used it here. They did it the other day. It's a perfect example I will use here. You know, you go on a train and there are some people you see every morning as you go on the train. And say hello. And so at, at a point it becomes hello. And you say hi. And every time you see them, hello, hi. Anyone this is here? Yeah. Do you have such friends on the train? Yeah. Do you have such relationship on the on the train? Yeah. Where is hello? Hi. Someone say hello. Hi. And when you come back in the evening. Different, a, different, a, a different group or the same group. Hello. Hi. Do you know him? Oh yes, I know him. You only know him once you see him. But you do not know who he is. Now as members of the kingdom of God, our relationship with God is not a C2C relationship. It is a serious and an intense relationship with God. A serious relationship. A relationship of trust. You see, that is the reason why in Hebrews 11 verse 6, the author says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You think about how you relate with God. How 
you walk with him and as you think and ponder about it the result is that you begin to act upon the things God prompts in your heart from then on you are diligent you are diligent you are diligent about it you act about it and you allow nothing someone said nothing you allow nothing someone said nothing you allow nothing someone said nothing you allow nothing to come between this relationship between you and God you do not allow any man or woman demon principality power If I have seen you with my eyes, you are temporal. 
attention it is becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger deny them the attention starve them you see when there is doubt you don't feel doubt you starve doubt by believing God choose to believe God glory be to God that was just Wrapping up, we seek first the kingdom of God. God. Now you see, he does not end with seeking first the kingdom. He continues. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what he's saying here is this. Seek these things first. The kingdom of God and seek God's righteousness first. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Now, what is righteousness? What is righteousness? You see, 
I am sure you know what righteousness is. But this morning, I am talking about the righteousness that Matthew is concerned about. So because of that, I'm going to take you through Matthew so we get a gist of what Matthew means when he uses this word here. Seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Someone say righteousness. Glory be to God. In Matthew 3 verse 15, Jesus, speaking to John the Baptist, he says, John, suffer it to be so. For does it become us to fulfill all righteousness and his suffering and he suffered him. The word suffer here means allow. So what he said was, John, allow this thing to be shown now. For in this way, we fulfill all righteousness. That means, as you and me go about this thing this way, we are doing things the proper way that God wants. Hello. We are doing things the proper way that God wants. Again, in Matthew chapter 5 and the 6th verse, Jesus Christ said in the Beatitude, He says, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness. What did He mean by that? What he meant was this. Blessed are those who are always eager and desirous to do things in the proper way that God desires. Blessed are those people. Blessed are those people. Those people who desire and want to do things the proper way. I mean, they want to do things the proper way that God desires. There is God's way, which is the proper way, and there is the wrong way. Only two ways. Only two. God's way or the wrong way. There is no middle ground. And again, St. Matthew chapter 5 and the 10th verse. He says, Blessed are those which are persecuted for what? Righteousness sake. When you are persecuted because of righteousness, what does he mean? He said, blessed are those who are persecuted for doing things the proper way that God desires. Someone didn't hear me. You didn't hear me. Blessed are those who are troubled because they seek and go out of their way to do things the proper way that God desires. As you desire to do things the way that God wants, you will be troubled. You will be persecuted. 
things God's way, seeking God's righteousness opens up to you the greatest riches you can ever imagine. Come with me to Acts. In Acts chapter 10, a man called Cornelius. Bible says this man was a good man, devout, and feared God. Are you here or you are home? Are you here or you want to go? When the word of God is coming, you've got to give it your utmost attention. Because you miss something, you misunderstand. And when you misunderstand, the enemy always takes advantage. Steals the word from you completely. You see, but in Acts 10, Cornelius was a good man. Did things right. But he was not a Christian. So praying one day, an angel got appeared unto him and said, Send for a man called Simon Peter. He will come and show you the way of salvation to Christ Jesus. And in Acts 10.35, when Peter comes, he makes this statement. He says, in every nation, hello? In every, what? Oh, come on, I, I can't hear you. In every nation. Did he say in Jerusalem? No. In Israel? No. In Judea? No. In every nation. Anyone who fears God and worketh righteousness is accepted of him. That means anyone who fears God and labors to do things the proper way that God desires and engages or contributes to doing things the proper way that God desires. This person pleases God. This person is pleasing to God. You decide in your life that I'm going to do everything in my life in a way that pleases God. That means from today, if there's something in my life I'm doing that is not God's way from today, I stop it. Do you want to go home? I say it again. That means if there's something you are doing, about to do, or in your life,
today if you live here and go back to continue in that wrong way you will meet your master on the way I came to deliver a message today that today is the day you make that decision to go God's way stop the wrong way Down, please. Can you imagine a man, a man, a soldier, a soldier? When you talk about a soldier, all kinds of thoughts come into your mind. Talking to God. Talking to God. in us. And God 
How can you expect change when you haven't changed? You haven't changed and you want them to change. Spiritual principle, it will happen. For it's not by light, not by power, but by Righteousness. We should demonstrate it. Live it out. Let me end on this. Matthew 6:33. Let me end on this. Let me end on this. I still can't end this. I still can't finish. He says. first, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? And, and what? And I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Who is a good English student in this room? You are the
did he say, as you see God's kingdom and righteousness first, did he say your pastor shall add all things unto you? No. Who shall add? Trick, trick, 
traitors. Tell us, no. Seek these things first. God is a time waster. God is a time. Gee, if you come on Sunday, I will give you 25 pounds an hour. Ah! Monday to Friday, you get 6 pounds an hour. But on Sunday, 25. You go, pastor. Pastor, 25 pounds an hour. So as you come to Sunday, I get 6 songs. Look, 
Because which I've never used. First Corinthians 10 16, please. First Corinthians 10 16. Hallelujah. It says, The cup of communion. What did I say? Did I say 10? Praise God. God be praised. Amen. Amen. Oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong place. Amen and amen. Yeah. Are we there?
and pray. That we break. Is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Is it not saying that we are one with the body of Christ? That we are in agreement with the body of Christ? Who always does things the proper way that God desires? So as you eat this bread, this is your prayer. God, today, this is my commitment. Please, you will show me that you are the most disrespectful person to be talking during this hour and laughing about. What is it to be laughing about right now? Than to be thinking about your soul's relationship with God. Some kind of dis disobedience and rudeness should not be brought into the house of God. It should be dropped today. And as you take the bread and the wine, you want to say, Lord God Almighty, today I make this commitment to go your way, seek your kingdom and righteousness first. I change my priorities from today. And especially to do things the proper way that you desire. Help me. In the name of Jesus. Bless your name. In the same way, the apostle asked, the cup of blessing, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Don't we show that we share in his blood, that we are committed to the words of Christ? Don't we show that? Yes, we do. As we take the cup this morning, Going to still pray and say, Lord God, this cup is a symbol of my commitment. And yes, I decide to go, go, to go your way and to reject the wrong way of the world. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, 